live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. I got, I got disoriented. <laughs> I got, so we're on. <laughs> I was looking for something. <laughs> Boy, I, I got to get in here more often. I wouldn't act like this. Uh, all right, you're, <laughs> you're listening to Life in the Path. Oh, look at this. Oh, my camera even broke already. This is rough times. Anyway, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for hanging on oh. uh, after we randomly uh, publish a show whenever we want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's what we got going. This here's what I was looking for. Here's this is what uh, got me disoriented. Uh, there, there was. You guys remember? Did I send you that article about? It looked like a magic eight ball that Joel Olstein is selling. Did you see that? Yeah. Joel Olstein? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I was that was, I couldn't find the article. Mike, can you find the article? Uh, yeah. Let me look. I don't know if you type in Joel Olstein magic eight ball whether this will come up or not. But like, uh, it. I, I yeah. I glanced at this story and it, it's like a daily motivation cube. No. <laughs> I mean, it's goofy. Is this my best day ever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, yes, it is. Man. And like the the sayings were so. I, it, hopefully, I can find some sort of article on it. But like, um, anyway, that's what I was looking for. That I, I was going to kick the show off with. I said, "This is this is solid gold." Uh, but here, other stuff that we other stuff we got going on. Um, uh, Mike's got some Pope style. I do a preview on the Pope style, Mike. Hold on. It can be found at inspirationcube.com. Inspiration Cube. Yeah, that was it. It has it has its own it has its own website. <laughs> Forty bucks. Holy <laughs> cats! Can you give fifty-two it? sermons, thirty-one affirmations, three hundred sixty-five daily inspirations. Well, how do you use it? Does it say? Just it's simple to use. Just press a button to hear a daily inspiration, sermon, or affirmation. But so, like, you, depending on your schedule, you can choose, or does it just say, "No, you're going to sit down and hear this sermon"? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, here, d- dig on the propaganda. Okay. <laughs> uh, favorites. Save your favorite content in one easy to find location, like your phone. <laughs> uh, Bluetooth. Sync with other devices to use as a smart speaker, like your phone. <laughs> Headphone port. Connect your earbuds or headphones for privacy. <clears throat> Like your phone. Yep, yep. <laughs> so far, so folks, so good. <laughs> and final, final ticket to box: rechargeable, convenient, and portable. Oh, much like your phone. <laughs> wow, forty dollars. Boy, this is broad strokes. Now, listen. I don't. I, I. I. guess I wouldn't want to take away from anybody that's trying to provide inspirational quotes and affirmations that are Jesus based and help you follow the kingdom. Uh, but you've created a forty dollar nothing burger that I can do with my phone. <laughs> I mean, none of this. I can do all this with my phone. Uh, <laughs> what is it now? It it's funny looking though. Like it looks like a like a, a little uh, like a game that ki- that you would kids would buy that was on the bleeding edge in 1987. Yeah, it has the same font as like a a, a digi a digibird digibird <laughs> or a uh, yeah yeah that's what it looks like. It's not like a sweet LED screen or something. Like it's a it's a you know one of the beigeish gra- grayish screens with like single font like it looks like 1989 yeah. became a, a motivational cube. It's just a weird. 
just a weird. Hold on, let's take the testimonials. Uh, from Irving Chavez, it was almost like a friend was speaking to me. <laughs> I am at peace. My victory is already accounted for. Oh. L- via the U- motivational cube. Yeah, Diane Morris says it makes you really energized. God is in control of your life, and boy, have I seen blessings. He put the hope in my heart. I mean, I, I can't disagree with I mean, some I hope of those, those things, things are true. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all right. Mm. Uh, Tom Morris, it's all positive. It's not negative. Our lives have changed <laughs> completely. <laughs> Boy, you know what? Life of the past should put out the negative affirmations. <laughs> hey, man, you can do better than this. Yeah. <laughs> read <laughs> Psalms 20. <laughs> Day 28. I suggest you gird your loins. Yeah, when's the last time you read Job? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Is that what you call praying? <laughs> A real sass bucket of a thing. <laughs> Honestly, we'd probably make a mint on that. Yeah, we need that for next Christmas. Yeah. I would. Here's the thing: is I would laugh at that, like when it, if if it happened to me every day, and then I probably like I probably would take some away. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I should gird my loins. Yeah, we'd have like the sarcastic Bible or, or uh, <laughs> Bible app or negative affirmations from life from the past. <laughs> Boy, I'm gonna get a list started. <laughs> Actually, uh, Mike and I were just talking about this uh, earlier in the week. Is that like it's 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 funny. It's funny, if you look back in Scripture, predominantly God motivates his people with a heavy hand, right? Uh, like, yeah. like when, the, when the big things happened and God is trying to ultimately call his people back, he often does so as consequence to their, to their behavior. Adam and Eve got booted out of Eden. His people got taken out of the land that he gave them. Uh, and, and, he, and, and not only that, but like he let it stew for a while. Whereas, like, I'm prone to saying, to having the grace of God express itself in in a tangible reality by trying to help defer consequence a bit. Yeah. Um, And and to a certain extent, like, I, I think there is a notion of rescue in here where, like, it doesn't always have to land. Like, sometimes, uh, sometimes you don't get everything coming to you. That's, that's true. Um. But like if often like oftentimes God works through the tangible consequences of of something and like and it's OK. It's not a failure of grace or the gospel that those consequences occurred. And, and sometimes those last generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say right. You, you said for a while, but it's like, yeah, 300 years is like multiple generations of <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah. exactly. Like, how many people lived and died and never even got to see the, the reward that was coming. Right. You That's know, right. Just thought, well, we heard it's coming. Right. And they weren't even like they, they weren't the direct cause of the problem. Yeah. Uh, but but like in the middle, that's right. It persisted. And, and, and I suppose that's the thing with the God's heart deal. It wasn't his heart that you had. It was not like he, he was like, man, I hope that they fail so I can impugn this consequence on them. That's what I want. I want to hit them with this consequence, right? Like he just allowed consequence to happen Mm -hmm. and used it, uh, to bring you back out of where you came from. Right. And and like it's Israel's tough. Cause right. When you talk about stuff that happens for generations and generations, um, you know, you start looking at it and go, well, the guy in Generation 3 didn't start this. Why is he? Right. Why is he in trouble? Well, here's yeah. the thing. is like he is he is accurately feeling the consequence of what two generations ago did. He's not being forced to continue to live out the thing that caused the consequence. Right. Right? Like, it's he's not destined to be there or continue to fail. Uh, if that is what's happening, they're choosing that. You know, and the consequence is not going to leave just because you didn't choose that. But you also aren't forced to, to stay on the path that caused the consequence to begin with, right? And so, like, I, I, I get that conversation a lot when we're talking about Old Testament stuff, and, and especially when they talk about things, generations, and, yeah. and you know, how could, how could you let, you know, this thing that this person did, 
you know, my grandpa did affect my family two two generations later. Well, I mean, because it does. Yeah, that's yeah, right. what a consequence is, right? right? It's like you, you, a, a ball gets pushed, a big old rock gets pushed down a mountain, and halfway down the mountain, the guy's like, I didn't push the ball. I didn't push the rock down here. Right. Well, I only pushed it a few feet. I, I'm not responsible yeah. for the 60 feet. It's now made its way yeah. down the hill. And then the <laughs> guy in the middle of the hill is like, I shouldn't, I, should, I shouldn't be hit by this rock because I didn't push it nor create it. Well, you could sit there and hope and wish all you want, but the rock going to run you over unless you move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? course, you're born in the middle of it thinking, well, everybody gets hit by a rock. Yeah, it's rock. I, I mean, you're not even thinking like that shouldn't hit me. You're just thinking, well, it's not what happened. That's what life. life rocks is happen. Rock, yeah. Rocks come, yeah. It, take, it takes a couple a couple thought processes later to go, you know, how'd this rock even get pushed this direction? Yeah. What did we do to cause this? And then and then a king will show up of Israel out of nowhere and go, we got to get rid of these rocks. And the Asherah poles. Yeah. And all this stuff's got to go. I don't know how we got in this straits, but we're ending it right now. That's what's fascinating about the book of Judges. Is you just read through it and think, oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, they keep coming and going and coming and going. But like, no, oh, no, no, no. That's like lots and lots of generations of, yep. of people. Uh, and and we don't think about that. What what led to the decline and what led to the repentance. Yeah. And then which led to the decline. And, you know, it wasn't like this, like us who do the same thing in a week. Right, you, you right. Know, <laughs> expect some type of resolution by the time you get home from work, you know. Yeah. Well, I prayed for forgiveness. I guess we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I feel forgiven. Joel, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> uh, you are forgiven. What's the, what's the example? Um, is there a, an example affirmation on the propaganda on the website? Like, can you see it on the screen of the thing? Hold on. Let me see. Oh, yeah. I, hear I, didn't, I didn't dig. I want to be affirmed. I'm kind of interested. Well, they have an audio checker, but I don't know if you can test it. Oh, like you might be able to. Well, I mean, here's the deal if they're Try just going to give them away. Yeah. Oh, well, this bucks. one's like two, two and a half minutes long of, a, of an affirmation. Is it? Is it from the, from from J.O. himself? I think so. Is anybody else allowed on there? Does Hold anybody on. pinch hit an affirmation in the month of October or something? Hold on. It's, it's working on it. It's giving me the spinny wheel. Maybe we can get one coming. That's taking too long. <laughs> this penny wheel's not good. <laughs> not good. Oh. God is not a man that he should lie. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? God has never failed in the past. The good news is he's not going to start with you. Stay in faith and stay open. It may not happen your way or on your timetable, but God knows what he's doing. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you, Joel. Yeah, these are yeah, solid. I, I kept waiting for him to turn. No. I mean, we might. it's possible to be disappointed in the next two minutes, but in the first 30 seconds, I'm like, <laughs> these are all good things yep. for you to remember. Agreed. I, okay, now let me reel it back in because <laughs> here's the thing is – uh, do I think this is a this is a, a bad idea, right? It's it's basically a devotional, right? It's it's yeah. reminding you of true things as long as it sticks to biblical scripture and it is reminding you of true things. Uh, then I don't have any problem here. I mean, he's got his name on it. That's that's where it starts to get it a says little. Says Joel right on the thing. Yeah, yeah. Man, he needs a new pair of shoes. He's oh, got to get some cash flow. Man. Yeah. Why? Does, yeah. Why does it have to be like it just can't like it gets like seventy percent of the way there, and I may think the cube is dumb and you should just give it away on your phone, whatever. But like, uh, well, you got to put your name on it, some kind of fancy lettering. That's the thing. This is where it gets difficult because you, your ability to deliver God's word, um, when you start to profit, uh, when you, well, yeah, when you start to profit on it, that's kind of a problem because all the content was given to you for free, right? God provided it to all his people. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at it and go, but the way I deliver it, 
is what's doing it. There's an that, extra five bucks on that one. That is a large misunderstanding of the way that the Holy Spirit works, <laughs> right? Like, that is just not the way this operates, right? God gives ears to hear. You're, you're, you're tasked with giving the information as God presented it in a way that people can understand it. And then when I go, well... I think I'm handling this better than somebody else. That's when you start coming up with ideas like yournameministries.com or, you know, any type of idea that... Dan Hudson Enterprises. Yeah, Dan Hudson Enterprises. Dan Hudson Missionaries. Dan Hudson... Cancel that website. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, it's... It it really... It would be the thing that would actually scare me because, like, you're downgrading the role of of what the Holy Spirit was intended to do uh, for God's people, and you're taking its place with your wisdom and charisma. And I would it would it should scare you a little bit. That's a, it yeah. should be a very scary thing for a for a God fearing man uh, to have to look out and go, I'm taking credit for the Holy Spirit's work. There's there's a couple things that God puts a big stamp on, and that's misplacing credit to the Holy Spirit is bad. That's bad. That's very bad. And I suppose it's different. Like we were just talking before the show started about like uh, going to see uh, people speak, um, and like I think it's worth paying to hear people speak. Like it's an exchange for their time, like they're 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 taking time, and they may be. I mean, they're obviously good. That's why they're going around speaking. Maybe like the selling of audio content seems different. How is that different than like Christian bands writing tunes? Is yeah. it? Maybe. Well, I mean, you remember you remember XL said he give, he always gives it away. He gives everything away because the Lord gave it to him. Uh, but then they're like, I mean, it doesn't mean anybody charging for music isn't doesn't love and serve jesus yeah you're right that's yeah, a, that's just a, making a living that's a well I mean, and i suppose but I, maybe making a living we just think you make you think you think uh jo makes too much of a living <laughs> maybe, maybe i do <laughs> maybe i don't i don't actually know but well, i think i might have talked myself in a hole maybe I, I don't know whether i believe this or not the things that i'm saying yeah. uh, i mean when you get to the point where you're you're We'll have multiple luxury homes and luxury yachts, and, and I don't I don't know what he has, but you know some of these big time preacher people have have big time expensive you know eight hundred dollar tennis shoes they wear on their on the stage, and it's like uh, may, maybe you've maybe you've kind of cranked it up a little too far. Yeah, I mean because it's really hard to go to. I mean if we always look for biblical examples for everything. It's how we live, right? And so we look back on on even starting in the New Testament forward, Jesus was pretty much homeless and poor. Paul was homeless and poor. Peter was homeless and poor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's none of them you're like like as soon as Jesus met met Mark, then they're like and then Mark flourished and went off and bought a cottage <laughs> and and, <laughs> and he just rocked Cadillac it. chariot. <laughs> yeah, right. Cuz so, he wished for it. Yeah. So I, I I maybe that's the it's the practical example that's hard to take in, you know? But then again, like if you look at Old Testament stuff, we look at we're looking at God's people that own like Six thousand acre farms, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have multiples, ge- multiple generations living at their place sustains them forever. You know, King Solomon has got riches beyond whatever. I mean, they have all this stuff, and so like, there's there is there feels like there's a correct line in there somewhere, and uh, it's just hard. It's it's hard to nail down. I I think yeah. that generally the problem I have with with uh, you know products like that is is you're not sharing the full <laughs> uh, content of scripture. You know, like uh, it. it once again, we're just talking about the way that God has dealt with his people in the past. Um, the word rebuke is not a made-up funny word. It's in there, you know, and we use it, and God uses it, and re- rebuke and repent and turn from what you're doing. Not everything you're doing is great, and God is supporting you. Um, God supports God's kingdom and wants you to be a part of it. That's the way that that works. And so you get a little leery if you're taking in only positive pieces of information then there's no possible way you're taking in the whole story it was weird i was actually praying i was praying on the way here 
uh, and, and I was just uh, cycling through. The people were just popping in my mind, and I was praying for them. And, like, there was, a, there was a dude who popped into my mind, and, like, I have no reason to say this, but, like, what for some reason what grabbed me was, uh, like, God, um, I, I, he needs to repent this week. I'm like, I don't know. And I thought, and like, I stopped myself. I'm like, I don't know this. <laughs> no, I'm no, this is a lovely man. <laughs> and like, there could be something. And, right. And I, and so like, I'm praying and I've no, and like, generally, if I were to, to have like on my own, just be praying for this guy, I might be saying, like, he just seems like a great dude. God help, help him to, to otherwise, you know, be with the influence and relationships that he has, help him to, you know, I'll, I'll to be part of sharing your good news with the world. Yay, yay, kingdom, yay. But that is not what popped into my mind with this man. And like, uh, and then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, it's as good as anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who's to say that wasn't the Holy Spirit giving it? You know, I mean. Right? That's what's hard. You don't know. Was like, that my gut? Was that the Holy Spirit? Was yeah. that? <laughs> Do I harbor resentment against this man? And have, like, I, well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like uh, a humble follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, he doesn't get mad when people call him to tell him to repent. Yeah. Yeah. I got a yeah. random text Probably message right. from one of you fellas. It's like, you need to repent. I'm like. I'm on it. Probably do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, I mean, I, you'd probably take it poorly on the offset that goes, well, what did I do? What do you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you that? You know, but but like at the end of the day, uh, you know, what a word to get from a random dude. Hey, man, you need to you need to repent on what you're doing. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Man, it's my, my young oldest daughter's first year at college. She's in Kentucky. We're here in Iowa. And I just, just one day out of nowhere, I, I just sent her a text, man up. I mean, it was just like, I don't know, I was just being goofy. Yeah. And she texts me right, right, are, are you serious? Because someone was just literally telling me I need to man up and I do something, whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Word of the Lord. Yeah, part of the network. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about creepy, but just. <laughs> I, yeah, it's just, it's. It's interesting. It's interesting what pops into your mind, and like the, the 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 that's actually I thought that same thing, Dan. As I thought when that came up, I thought, did I just think of that? And then I went through my tick boxes, and I'm like, this doesn't sound like anything I would just come up with. Yeah. So what, I'm doubling down on it. Yeah. It seems like uh, the, the the spirit might be behind it. Yeah. So, so actually, that that that's kind of where uh, my Pope style advice is going. Actually, probably why we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Um, I've been I've been, I don't know. I've been really trying to look at how we are living on a day-to-day basis and how much we are actually inviting God to come in and the Holy Spirit to come in and actually do something. And, and it, it, we've been, I've been walking a theological line a little bit, trying to figure out where I think the, what I think the Holy Spirit does and what his job is, is and, and how it interacts and you know, how far people are being too charismatic about it, how many people are treating it as if it's nothing. Um, I think on the whole, uh, if I had to put myself in a category, I was one of the nothing guys, you know, like, um, I, I I always talked about this in the past that like I I, I usually don't have a problem uh, trying to keep my Bible reading up. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it ain't. But most of the time it's pretty consistent. But my prayer life is just it's junk. It's just I've just never been real good at it. People are like I prayed consistently all day, and I'm like, how do you even come up with stuff to say? <laughs> right? Like uh, you know I I just don't understand. Yep. And and the more that I that I thought about it, and the more that I I was actually started praying about it. Um. The more I started thinking, look, this the the prayer. It's the whole thing. It's 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 it is the whole. Th- I don't know how that you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and have a, a a living and active Holy Spirit, and you have no communication with Him. Right when 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 Jesus died and he and he left this earth, he said, uh, "I'm sending you a helper." It's a big deal. 
I can't send the helper until I'm off earth, right? So, like, you guys hang tight when I send you this helper. Jesus seemed to think it was a very big deal, right, that you, that you do this. And, and so with all that being said, um, the more I started looking about my own prayer life, the more I realized that I wasn't inviting God to do just about anything. I, I basically said my, my posture towards God was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Will you bless it? That was basically my, and I wasn't like on purpose, like this is what I'm going to do. But like, if I look back at the things that I prayed for, the way that I prayed and how often I prayed, it was, I'm going to do this thing. Your Bible gives a pretty good outline. I'm heading this way. Will, will you bless it? Right. And about a week in my posture turned from that to, I can't do this without you. I, I can't, the thing I'm trying to accomplish, I can't do without you. And Will you show up and just do the stuff that you only you can do? You know, will you will you revitalize the faith of this person? Will you wreck this other person? Will you make this person see that you know that they've not seen you forever? God, would you just show up and 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 break them? Just do it. Do do stuff that I I can't do because every single person in this room has done counseling and biblical conversations and topical studies and all this stuff of like talking to people about Jesus, right? And then and then you come away with nothing. And you're like, well, I, you know, I, I did what I was supposed to do. And the one thing that I never do, like I pray before we have that conversation, but like never with the posture of, I can't do this without you. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, there's nothing I can do. I can show up with the words you wrote in your Bible, but if they don't have ears to hear it, they're not going to hear it. And so rarely was I ever walking into any situation in my life and going, you know, God, I have to go talk to this person. Usually I would say, give me the right words. Let me say the right things. Me, 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 me. Not... God, I'm, I'm, I'm calling on you. I can't do this without you. I can't make this work. I, there's nothing I'm going to say, you know, that you've not written in your Bible that they haven't heard already. There's nothing I can do here. This has to be all you. And so when, you, when that posture changes, then all of a sudden you find all kinds of things to pray about. All kinds of situations come up. Yeah. And that praying, uh, you know, without ceasing throughout a day, it's really not as difficult as I thought it was. It just seems so odd because, like, I used to have to. I tried setting a timer, like once an hour, pray, yeah. and I'm like, well, you know, we just talked an hour ago. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> same. You know, what are you yeah. talking about again? You know, but like, think of all the things that happened in that hour, all the people I talked to, all the thoughts that entered my head, um, that I would could very well be handing over to God for that hour and saying, look, I can't. I'm not even there, but you can be there, and I couldn't do anything anyway. You can do things, and you can do them through me. I'm saying, I'm, I'm available. I would like to be part of this, but you do all the heavy lifting here. I'm asking you to show up. And I, I think I, I had a problem with that for the longest time because it seems real bold, like you're bossing them around, you know? But, like, when we talk about the, um, you know, some of the crazier parts of Revelations, when they talk about the bowls or whatever, what's in them bowls? That's all the prayers of the saints. God says they're that important. He keeps them around. He treasures them. He wants to hear them. And he wants to hear you saying, hey, man, I— I can't do this without you. And so, like, for the past three weeks to a month, uh, I, I bet that's, that's what I've been running on. It doesn't matter what's happening. Um, I, basically, I basically just turn around and submit it. Like, I, I can't do this without you. I can't parent without you. I can't be a husband without you. I can't, I can't be a decent worker. I can't show up at this radio show and have it have, do anything for anybody without you there. There's nothing that I can do without you. And, and, and like, it just seems to me that if you are, are, are lacking um, an understanding of how the Holy Spirit works or the type of things that he can do in your life or the things that, like, you hear other people tell stories about and you're like, the Holy Spirit just showed up and did this crazy thing and what a coincidence. And you're like, that never happens to me. 
you know, I would consider the fact that you've not invited him to be part of anything, right? And like when we look at this 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 big world that God's created and all the choices that he's given you, uh, being the all creator God and the loving father that he is, he's still giving you the choice to not listen to him. And then you decide, okay, I will be part of the kingdom of God. And you get in this kingdom and the choice still remains on how much the Holy Spirit can be involved in your life. And, and I'm not saying that God will not do what he wants to do. Um, but if you don't give the Holy Spirit any room to move or to interact in your life, you're right. You will never see the Holy Spirit do anything. You will wonder where he's at. You will wonder what the Holy Spirit's doing and if ever does anything magical or crazy or awesome. And you'll go, uh, you know, I've never seen it. Well, I think you most likely, if you're anything like me, you ask for something really huge like every two years. And then every other times you're like, I got this handled. It's Mike will handle most of this. There's God's stuff and then there's Mike's stuff. Mike will handle most of the whatevers, you know. And then you try to involve the Holy Spirit when someone gets sick or someone is in trouble or there's a, an emotional tie somewhere and you you beg for the Holy Spirit to show up. And then two days later when the Holy Spirit has not moved in your time frame, you're like, this doesn't do anything. And then you get and then you bail. And so my Pope style advice with all that rambling is um, the Holy Spirit is important and big enough that Jesus said, hang tight till it gets here. This is a big deal. I'm sending someone to help you. Uh, it's very important. And so you guys wait. And when it gets there, it's going to tear the place up. And if you're not asking and praying for the Holy Spirit to tear some things up, I think you're underestimating the Holy Spirit. And I think when you, the more specific you pray, the more you're going to see the Holy Spirit move, right? Not because it's like a magic key word or anything, but like when you go, dear father, will you bless Tony? Well, what does that look like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you wait for weeks and go, Tony, sweet, sweet mustache, Tony. Yeah. What a blessing. Do you feel, do you feel <laughs> blessed or, you know, what happened? I've you been know? praying on that stash. <laughs> it's grown. But like when you sit down and go, Holy Spirit, so-and-so's in the hospital. Um, can you can you get him out of there? No surgery. No whatever. Just get him out. And then it happens. You ask for something specific and you watch the Holy Spirit work. Right. And so there's the, 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 the two things I guess I'm rallying for is um, if you want to see the kingdom of God do some moving in your life. First of all, you, you can't do it without him. You just you cannot do it. You've got it. You've got to humble yourself and get that out of your head that God has given you a job, your walking papers, your job duties and has wound you up and sent you on your way. That is not how this works. How it works is, is is you say, I can't do anything you just asked me to do. Can you send the Holy Spirit to tear some stuff up, and I will do whatever you have for me. And then secondly, when you're going to ask God to, to, to interact and think, to be part of people live, to bring people to know him, uh, do it specifically. People. Pick a guy. Pick a girl. Pick your, pick your family. Pick people specifically, right? If you pray, God, just be with this nation. Well, I don't know how, what kind of proof you're ever going to see where you think that God actually moved. Now, I can guarantee that prayer wasn't ignored, but I can also say it's really hard to see the fruit of something so broad from your one-person standpoint. God will see the fruit of the, because he was faithful in the thing you asked for, probably, maybe in California, where you don't live. <laughs> but he, he'll see it, and he'll know. I was but, thinking more of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the scary part, yeah. right? It's because the more specific you are, the more you'll know whether God is the Holy Spirit is moving and doing things. And and that should scare you a little bit because if it doesn't move, then you got to go, hmm, either God said no or my timing wasn't right uh, or I didn't pray it right or I didn't do it enough times or whatever. And you're going to start asking yourself some weird questions. But this is how you work out a relationship 
with a holy and living God, right? That is the, when we always talk about a relationship with Jesus, this is the part we're talking about. The give and the take and you talking and him talking back and the Holy Spirit doing things and, and, and you stop treating God the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit like they are lifeless, nothing. That is not what we were designed to be. And some of the coolest stories you're going to find are, fi- are, are founded in people that, that have just devoted so much time to praying and begging the Holy Spirit to do specific things. And then you go, well, great. I can't do it without you anyway, so let's go. And so that posture and that prayer, I think you'll start to see things move. Now, I, I can't, I don't want to oversell the thing. I don't think you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a, you still have to follow uh, the character and scriptural basis on the way that God works, right? It's not a cube. It's, it's not, not a magic cube. It's not a magic cube. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has the same uh, has the same character as the Father, right? And so, but hopefully when you're praying these things, you're asking for things that are in line with God's heart anyway, right? You are never wasting your time to sit down and pray for somebody that doesn't know Jesus and asking the Holy Spirit to show up and wreck them because God's heart and your heart are exactly the same every time on people getting to know him. And so that is never a waste of time and, and, and very worthy of, of your prayer time. So anyway, that is my Pope style advice. So like, like the, the part, uh, w- one of the major things that sticks with me there is that interaction with the Holy Spirit and the disciples where like we treat it sometimes as peripheral uh, and, and Jesus saying, don't move, just wait, wait until I send the helper. Um, and, then, and then that's when everything starts, starts firing up. And like you most certainly get the sense, like that's not a coincidental story. That's, it's a catalyst story. It's a story that says um, because of this thing happened, then all these things that, that followed were tied to that notion of it. And um, we uh, maybe use helper too lightly. Uh, with like help me do the things I want to do. <laughs> yes, help me. I'm gonna do the thing. Can you help me? Yeah, as opposed to I can't do this without you. <laughs> yeah, and like and I th- and I think the the illustrated ex- of example of uh of the boss handing the task for the day and say and and we think of it as God says you go do I go do and then I come back and report back as opposed to like the fact was God goes here's what we're gonna do today. And then you both go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he opens the van door and the Holy Spirit drives you there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like and, and you're still you're still walking faithfully in it. Like nothing nothing about that action. That's kind of the it, this is a this is a posturing that recognizes the need. And, and like if someone were watching your life with this with the sound turned down, they may not notice anything particularly different. Like under your own steam, you can certainly walk to the place and talk to the guy and take the food to the person and blah blah blah. But like to the extent that you said whatever you're looking to accomplish, I obviously need you to do it. I, like I can't whatever whatever the the thing to to succeed in here, I need you to do it. I need you to be here for it. Um, like it may look the same from an external party, but I think it does make all the difference in the world. Like, and, and that's why people can get away with saying some of these things as if the spirit wasn't the driving force. Oh, look what Paul did. Look what Peter did. But like their posturing actually isn't particularly that. Yeah. Um, and so. It is, it is a reminder, I, I guess, for um, when we walk in obedience, this is a faithful and the means thing. Part of the means are saying, I, what, do I, what do I need to accomplish what God has given me? Well, I need God. <laughs> I need God to do the things. So that, and, so that I, and, and he delights in being able to do it. Like the, 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 the prayers are from the bowls are poured back out. Like they're they're given back down. That's hard to see some of them as a gift. Some of them look a lot like judgment. But, <laughs> but like, um, but, but like, he seems to have a delight in being able to show, yeah, 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 yeah. I was totally here. Yeah, I worked that out. Yeah, and you were part. Look at this. You were part of it. You got to be. You, what what a cool thing to be able to be a part of. And so, like, 
um, it seems it seems super interesting to me because I was thinking of God's reaction. You know, the difference. It's a, you're right. I'm doing the same thing, right? So mm-hmm. find me find me a couple years ago going, God, I'm 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 gonna really talk to people about you at my work today. I'm I'm gonna go do it. And I, I just see Jesus going, well, okay, I get, you know, you, yeah. you already said what you're going to do. I'm, you know, what do you want me to do? Opposed to, God, I'm going to, I really want to talk to people about you, but I can't do it without you, right? You see, just the whole posture is different. The whole thought process is different, right? And, and like, if the thing that we're all moving towards anyway, if we're saying when we die, we get to be in the kingdom of heaven, this is what we're going for anyway. I can't exist without you. That's, that's the whole thing we're shooting our lives for. But in this temporary space where we're at right now, we decide we're going to hold on to a couple things or it's cooler or more, more, mm, how can I say it's, it, it, you can be prouder of the fact that you took on this work for God and like God wants absolutely nothing that looks like that. That is absolutely not what he's after at all. He doesn't want to see you stand on your old two feet, pull yourself off by the bootstraps and really dig in for him. What he can work with is when you pull the whole, the whole rug out and go, actually, God, I can't really go anywhere without you. I can't, I can't do the thing you're asking without your Holy Spirit. I can't, I can't accomplish the work that you're asking me to do without you. Um, will you come with me? That, God goes, I can work with that all day long. I can do all kinds of things with that. And, and things that will creep you out and will make you amazed and will go, boy, I feel like I don't go to this kind of church. These are the kind of things the Holy Spirit can get involved in and do but I, I, I think if I, if, if I can put myself in with the rest of the crowd, I think you, you're afraid of it. I, and I don't think that you think it will actually happen. And I think on the, on the, on the whole, it's because you, you haven't been specific with the Holy Spirit and you haven't given him the Holy Spirit room. You're not saying, I invite you in my life to rampage, to tear the place up. To, to, to get rid of the sin you want me to get rid of, to find the people that you want me to talk to, I, I still going to have to have you show up for both those items because I can't actually go talk to people without them having ears to hear, and that's a Holy Spirit department. That's you, not me. I can't make that happen. I can say words. I can say verses. I can cleverly write things down, but I can't make ears to hear. That's a Jesus. That's a Holy Spirit thing. And so reality-wise, I look out and go, boy, I've been really trying to do God's work and not asking God about it at all or inviting him to be a part of it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm asking us to maybe look back and see the things that we're shutting God out of. And if it helps you, my phrase that has helped me out a ton is, I can't do this without you. It doesn't matter what I'm asking for. That phrase has been in my prayer life for at least a month. And I feel like it's making a large difference. And I've, I'm, and I've truthfully seen some things move that I didn't expect. Yeah, it kind of... Uh Maybe it's a, maybe if you think of it this way, we are not subcontractors for God and Son Incorporated. Right. We are God and Sons. Yes, we are the Sons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not just reporting back and hope we get enough to get the paycheck and hope our <laughs> boss is happy. Like God and Sons, Gospel Incorporated, <laughs> are going out and doing the good work, and like uh, God still do, God's still doing it. He doesn't sit in the office. <laughs> yeah. And and um, yeah, I think that's I think that's powerful. And and like I think to your point. Uh, I am afraid. I am afraid that if I ask something specific of God, and I won't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Here's what's interesting: for some people, the fear in that is, well, what does that say about God? I, I actually probably fear more. What does that say about me? Yeah. That I would ask something that I, that God wouldn't, that He wouldn't do. 
Mm-hmm. And like it, no one likes to feel. No one likes to go down to the basement and see you got mold down there. And that's what that, that's what it feels like. Like it's a risk to me that like it is revealed mold in the the basement of my soul. <laughs> that like I asked for something either selfish or stupid <laughs> or wrong, and God goes, I am blessing that. <laughs> now here's the deal. That is not God and Son's posture to me. <laughs> that's not what He's <laughs> after. Um, but like I, that's probably more of my fear that 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 I ask something. And I've presumed upon God's graciousness or power in such a way that was not mine to presume upon. Uh, I think that is more if, if I have a fear in there, I think that's what it is. Well, and, and think how much how much you actually have to have your hope in him alone. Right. Like so when I ask for it, th- I, I struggled with this a little bit because like I was I was praying with my kids and like I'd done the same thing. And I thought, boy, if God, if this doesn't pull off, are my kids going to think that God can't be counted upon? Right when we ask for really specific things, it opens up the door for things not to happen. Oh, you know? hey, what what what, what was? Uh, well, I guess maybe you don't you don't have to share, but like I was, um, I have my uh, youngest daughter. I guess would be, uh, she's five, and she had a nightmare, like scary dreams or something. And I was trying to calm her down. I said, "Look, when I'm unsettled or whatever, babe, I I pray, I pray, and we can we'll we'll talk to God and we'll ask Him to help take it away." And and like in the back of my mind, I'm like. She could have another scary dream tonight. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I mean, I can't guarantee that the I'm Lord is going to promises that God isn't willing to to back up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you don't want to. Pre- like God could do that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to presume upon what He does because, yeah. like, there's obviously places where God could step in. It's the biggest. This is a, a a big complaint that atheists would lodge. God could step in in every situation of harm, and He does not. And so, who am I to say? that my kid's nightmare that night is the thing that he's going to step in on. And then to that question, have I, have I opened up some doubt in God's faithfulness because I presumed to say that he was going to do something that he wasn't going to do. So, so, and actually um, the the thing that pops to my mind is, is like, I always, I always struggled with um, God calling David a man after his own heart. Right. I always struggled with that, but you look at the way David postures and the way that he talks to God, it is unsettling to me. Right, I'm like, are you are you accusing God of? Yeah, can you really say that? Well, feast, <laughs> are you saying you've let me down? You didn't show up. Are you are, are you actually talking to God this way? Yeah. And God still characterizes this man as a man after his own heart. So if I look at, if I look at the way that David prays through the entire, you know, for the for the Psalms that he prays in, it's way bolder than I would do, way bolder. And I don't feel, I don't feel like God's saying that about me. Like I'm a man after his own heart. I'm looking at a guy that I think oversteps his prayer boundaries and goes a little bit, a little bit postal on the deal. So, once again, I I I I know what we're afraid of, and I and and I'm afraid the same thing with my kids. I'm hesitant of it, and I think it's because it's very easy for me to like pull this off for a month and then go back into Mike just taking papers and walking. And do I think that the things that the that that when I cut down the opportunity that I give the Holy Spirit to actually do move in my life, will I see less actions of the Holy Spirit? Yes, I will. Yes, you. Yeah. Yes, I yep. will do that. I've never lived the other way. I've never lived where I like I'm more. We have to give more to the Holy Spirit. I've never pulled that off for uh, for a, a, a length of time. And and once again, if if my human capability is to pull this off for like a month, boy, God's timing is. Never mind. Never mind. I think things will happen instantly. Hey, I call. Yeah, Dan was just talking about it. I prayed about that. That dude will be healed by the time I get home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> done and done. God, they haven't even got the otoscope out yet. Just fix it before they even get in there. <laughs> you know, that way there's not a bunch of explaining to do. <laughs> I, I suggest ways God can fix it so we don't have to make a hairy deal out of this, you know. <laughs> but like, 
I'm t- I, I think what I'm what I'm what I'm talking about is revolutionizing the way, stopping and repenting of the way that you're treating the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I think that 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 last example you gave is a really good one because it presumes it presumes that we have the right answer. We just need God to come help it. Like we didn't even give the opportunity for God to solve it in a different. Doggone Joel Steen does nailed it. Yep. Like we didn't give God the opportunity <laughs> to solve this in a different way. Yeah. Like we said, oh, you know what? I want them healed before the doctors do whatever. I'm like, well, I mean, that's not the like. It's the Mark Zuckerberg yeah. we were talking about this a month ago. Like it's just so it's it it lacks humility to go. This is the only way to solve it. God put the full brunt on the way that I thought. Yeah. It's just foolish. I right? will I will often change course. Like mid mid prayer when I'm doing that, I'm like, okay, God, here's what I want you to do. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, that might not be the best. Yeah, yeah. That uh, God, you just you just do what's best, and I'll shut up. You know, yeah, uh, right. It's, it's kind of where I go with well, it from there. But what so yeah. so if we combine those two things, is is th- th- I think there is value in specificity, um, mm-hmm. but there but there is uh, humility. Yeah, there's a hu- there's a humility. Like, you know, notice, like, even what Jesus is doing, he's having to go back to the Old Testament and go, hey, look, you really sharp guys kind of missed this because it wasn't quite what you thought it was. Look at, I mean, it's to a letter true. It's exactly what the what the Old Testament said would happen. And it was 100% true, but not in the way that you thought it was going to be true. And so there is a humility that says, God, I, I, I want to see it. I, I and, and I want you to go, you need to go before me, and this will not happen if you don't do it. I want you to do to, to like wreck a dude, uh, and bring a bring a man to That's his knees, and prayer. know that he's and just go in there and wreck him. That's right. Know break that you him. are God this week. Yeah. Uh, but like how you go about that is not my concern. <laughs> like that's the thing where oh God, yeah. I want you to you know he's in an emotional state. And Wednesday nights, he, he has a couple of bush lights, and I think that's the time to have him. Like, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah, that sounds like the way I would pray. Hey, man, I think if the time to get him is. Or, hey, when I show up, give me the words, and I'll do it. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, right. I, 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 here's the thing. I'll give you at least one example of, okay. of how this is this has happened. I've been praying for a guy. Um, he struggled his whole life. Just just struggled. Uh, had Does not know Jesus. And he's in a place now where he's, he's, starting, to, he's starting to be open to it, starting to, to learn about it, you know. And I've been praying for him specifically and I said look uh, God will you just send the Holy Spirit and break him just break him so so he can see you and have ears to hear what you have to say to him right and so I have I go talk to him I just happened to be visiting him and we were talking and 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 he goes I don't know what it is we, we were talking about the place he was at and he goes I don't know what it is here but it just feels like there's there's the spirit is here and it's just breaking people I'm like mm-hmm Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I, I actually turned to him. I said, "What did you? Why did you say it like that?" He goes, "I don't know." I'm like, "Okay, okay." And I thought, "All right." So, and and that that was an example like within the last week, and I, I don't know. I, it's super helpful when like people get all fired up about this and be like, "Here's what you should do, and here's how you should pray." Blah blah blah. That they have some actual examples to show that it is doing something. Yeah. But you can't extract that and go, well, good, it's a fix-all for everything I got, right? Like, I think I think as much as, as, as you don't want to be using the Holy Spirit as a genie, basically what you're, what you're submitting to is, is, once again, I can't do any of this without you. I can't do any of it. Can you, can you show up? This is, how I, this, is, this is what I want to accomplish. You probably should stay out of the ways and means, right? Telling the Holy Spirit, have you seen God work like, like known people who have great, these just awesome God stories or, or you heard how God did something great or did something great in your own life? You, it's never how you thought it was going to go. Right. Not one time does anyone's like, I knew that's what God was going to do. Never. It's always some crazy whacked out version of it. And then you're like, 
a cavalier huh i had no idea <laughs> with only one seat in it who saw that coming <laughs> you know it's always something crazy yeah. and weird and a coincidence you didn't see coming so you probably want to try to stay out of the ways and means but you say this is what i want to do uh i can't accomplish this without you i probably can't accomplish it at all but if you want to let me be a part of it i think that would just be awesome i would love to see that and i would love to help in any way but you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to go with me or without me either way it's gonna have to be you because i can't I, I can't do it and and boy i just feel like if you can if you can posture yourself in that way and realize that the holy spirit does the work here you're the conduit for helping it you're, you're part of jesus and sons <laughs> right you get you work here right but the holy spirit does all the heavy lifting and you have to allow the holy spirit room in your life to do that otherwise you will never see the holy spirit do anything and, and, and I cannot be the only guy that's guilty of this, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's too bad that we, the thing that Jesus says, wait, this is the most important thing I'm going to send you after I'm out of here. And we're like, yeah, sounds cool. Maybe he'll <laughs> help me win the, win the lotto. Yeah. yeah, God doesn't do works like that anymore. Gifts of the Spirit no longer exist. What's wrong with you? you, did, you did, did, listen, <laughs> listen. This is exactly the type of thing that a person who does, does not allow the Holy Spirit to do work in their life would say. He must not do it anymore. God must not move in this way. God must not do these things anymore. Well, I'm, I'm, I feel like you haven't asked him. I feel like you haven't given him room and birth and time to do those things and watch God actually move. And that's the post advice. I didn't even get to set it up. No, it, it came up uh, naturally as we were talking about uh, something or other. It's my favorite thing, Mike. Yeah. Oh, man. I live, I leave the house for it. Yeah, I don't think you've it's done like it. my second wife. You've not done it since uh, Buva. Buva left. I don't think we've done Pope's house since Booba left. No, that's true. Mm. Pennsylvania okay. Pope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. All right. So we got a Pope style done. Uh. So, so question. Question. We were talking about. Uh. We have a. We have a. We have a Facebook message between the show fellas, of that you're not on. Yeah. And. Uh, and really wouldn't want to be. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. No, yep. It's uh. There was a. In fact, I want to say a few months back there was a meme challenge. Yeah. We're like we're looking for images of each other on Facebook and creating memes out of it. It only lasted a couple rounds. They weren't bad though. No, they were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get around. We'll, maybe we'll give you one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can find those. Have to look back at those. Oh man, well, I gave up. I totally gave up on the Insta. Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. The, I'm gonna tell you this. I was. Uh, I put the Instagram on our phone after we talked about it at the show, and like, uh, it was sucking time. I did. I did. I had to delete it. I, I had it for like two or three weeks. And like one, it was sucking time, and two, uh, there's like this general gallery or whatever that's on the Instagram. Like you have your page or whatever, and then you've got like the Discover, and like there's stuff on it that I didn't want to see. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, I don't have time to curate this stupid thing. Yeah. To be within the bounds of something that I want to have in my pocket, and so I had to delete. It. So that's why our ill-fated attempts at Instagram are because one, it's sucking time, and two, there's stuff on it. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't need it. Oh, here's the thing. I. I don't know if social media is doing us any favors anyway, fellas. You know, I mean, maybe it's just not our route. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, the only success for the show is really you just have to stand outside the door. Yeah. Here at the, yeah, at the studio. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we got. Um, but anyway, so we were talking. The, the, the question, Dan, if I remember correctly, is just kind of the behavior. And I, th- I think this is true for the church as a whole between being a servant and being willing to serve where the second one seems to be in like um incremental or like uh temporary capacities well it, it just seems like every time you read in scripture about 
service. It's, it's, it's the idea of a servant. Yeah. You know, it's like Jesus calls us to be servants, the, the least to be the greatest. And, you know, there's all these examples of time and time again about being servants. And and the church, I mean, and we, we do what we can, you know, but, but yep. we, we tend to water things down, not purposefully, but we think, okay, we are called to be servants, so let's give people a service project and then they can call themselves servants. Right. When that doesn't really make them a servant, it just means they went through, they did a service project. Yeah. Which is good. It's not bad. They put on servants' clothes for the day. Yeah, but I don't. Did, did, where was their heart in all that? Like, I'm trying, I was just kind of pondering it today. Like, where, how then do you foster the idea of becoming a servant without, you know, Without the obvious, hey, try doing this, and if you like it, you're a servant. I mean, right. I, yeah, I mean that. I guess that's what I was just pondering, trying to to wade through in my own mind. Boy, I, uh, it's I I I thought of a a perfect example today actually that you said that because I I think it struggles once again. You're 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 Hippocrates. You're an actor, right? Mm-hmm. You're playing the part of a servant. You're not actually a servant, but you're like, here's an avenue of which I can play the part of a servant. The and servant today will be played by Michael. That's right. The church <laughs> right, sets right. the stage for you, gives you the costume, and gives you the audience, and then you play the part of it, and then you go home, you know? Yeah. And so... Uh, and generally feel pretty good about it. Yeah, you're like, I did a great <laughs> job doing this, yeah. right? I, I could do this again, sure. You know, we'll see if it comes up. If it interferes with something I have planned, though, we're going to have to wait, you know? <laughs> uh, so, like, I was, I, was, I was leaving work today. And um, we had three different guys on a site, and we have to lock our, we have to unlock a gate to let ourselves in, you know. And I, we were getting ready to leave, and it appeared as if nobody was going to stay behind and be the gate guy, you know. And I instantly thought, well, I can be the gate guy, you know. Like it's a, it's a servant thing. I didn't want to be the gate yeah. guy. I was actually late for getting home. I, I just wanted to leave, but I thought, okay, I could be the gate guy. And then I actually, uh, it lasted for thirty seconds, and then I got angry because they were taking their slow time to get out the gate. <laughs> And I thought, well, maybe they'll put, because it's kind of a, there's like a two giant gates. Like, it's probably, you know, 15, 20 feet per side. So you got to, like, put one in the middle and then run to go get the other one before the other one falls back on you, you know, to, to, to close the thing. And I thought, well, one of them will stop and, and you know, help me with this gate. No. Yep. No. Just left me by myself doing the gate. You know, and I thought, boy, this this stinks. And then I was I, then I was disappointed with myself because that wasn't the whole point of, of, of the servant attitude, right? Like, yeah. I was playing the part of a guy of who I want to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the man right. I wish I was. That's right. <laughs> a better a, a better Mike. I was putting on the better Mike's clothes, and, and I was yeah. going to humbly just run the gate, not think twice about it, and then move on and go home as if it wasn't even a thing. But I did not think that. I thought, hey, man, nobody's even going to attempt to help me with the gate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I think service projects uh, sponsored by churches are a lot like that. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them, some service projects were like, hey, we have a, we have a consistent... Uh, ministry for the homeless or something. There's people that just cannot find their way to pay their own phone bill. They just don't have the wherewithal to organize something that like that, or like they're too scared to go talk to the guy at the homeless shelter to figure out how they're going to help. And so it's a great avenue to bring out people with servants' hearts already. Um, but you're right. I think it does. It's yeah. about a fifty-fifty split. A lot of the people there's like they just want to feel better about themselves, you know. And so right, they right. go do a thing, and they're like, "We did a great job," and then they go home, and it didn't change anything. Well, what started the whole thing for me today was I was reading through the the Last Supper, right, mm-hmm. right, and you know you've read it a thousand times, you, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I thought, okay, just slow down, I just just go there with them, right? And so I'm thinking, okay, they've been walking around, they're dirty, all that stuff. They go in, they get this rented room, they 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 they, they get in there, and they're all like, 
everybody knows there's the foot washing. So the servant comes and washes the feet. And they're all like, everybody's standing around awkwardly talking, like waiting for the servant to come and wash their feet. And and they're like, it's not happening. You know, and it's getting kind of irritating. And then obviously they, they go ahead and go to the table. And every one of them are thinking, nobody washed my stinking feet. You know, yeah, like, right. like who's, who's going to do this? And finally, Jesus gets up and, and, you know, takes off the outer clothing and gets pours the water and, and, and does it. And then he's like, well, no, what are you doing? You know, it's like, I thought, huh, that's us usually. We're the ones standing around saying, well, who's going to do this? Right. You know, and, he's, and he right there is like, I want you, you, yeah. do it. Do, do as I've done. And that, that's what kind of spurred the thought on yeah. me. It's like, because I, 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 I'm half the time, I'm, you know, hey, where's the other guy helping me with the gate? You know, where, yeah. where, where, where's, who's going to pick up this piece of dirt? Who, who's going to do whatever? And, um, you know, so how do you foster that? It's, it's, that's funny. Cause like that is almost the most consistent, uh, topic on like the church sound and media, uh, pages, uh, yeah. you yeah. know, like it's always the sound guy going, I'm pulling all the weight here and uh-huh. the worship band doesn't even practice. Right. Change our guitar amps. You know, and then the worship leader pipe up and he's like, you know, the, we bring the creativity and the Holy spirit flows through us. All I got to do is turn on the speakers. You know, blah, 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 you know, and then here it comes, and nobody—I I mean, they're not all that way, but like oh, a lot of them are that way. It's—it's <laughs> it's pretty consistent. You know, it's pretty consistent that like even serving within the church service itself, you know, there's—it's very rare to find like the the family that puts the ch- the chairs away, and you never hear anything from them. It's negative ten outside. It's it's 700 degrees. The air conditioning's broken. The trailer broke down. They had to manually cart them in their Volvo. And, like, there's always the Phillips family that, like, they just do it. They bring the chairs. They set them up. They tear them down. They take them with them, and you never hear a boo out of them, you know? But that, it's a, it's such a rarity. It is. It is. It is. And you know what? That, maybe that's what started the whole thing because I was talking to my wife about that, uh, I think, yesterday. It is, we've always had, it, it was especially true when we were doing set up and tear down as, as a church. You know, people, you guys were, were two that showed up, like, out of the blue, and, like, you just jumped in. You didn't, like, wait for, you didn't, can we volunteer on week three? I mean, oh, right. you just did it. Where right? do we get our shirts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and we've had a handful, and I thought, you know, I was telling her, I don't, do we have that right now? It's a different setting, so maybe it's harder to, to, to recognize yeah. that then that, that was so obvious, like, well, we can't leave to move these chairs. Right. But um, maybe I need to think harder about that. Like, we probably have it, but I'm not appreciating it. Um. Yeah, maybe because the wheels are greased mostly, you yeah, know, and so yeah. I suppose it goes it goes pretty pretty smooth. I you know I, when you when we do service projects, especially when the church organizes them, I always loved it, right? Because like uh, my the the other parts of ministry that I'm involved in is usually like youth group or or playing in the band or something, and it's all right out in front, and like stuff is expected of you, and like you could screw it up, you know. But like when you're like, hey, we're gonna go roof a guy's house, I'm like, great. Great. Just give me the stuff and the hammer and we'll go up and do it. And like, it's just work. It's straightforward and obvious what has to happen. And then you just get to, to have at it, you know, and, and, and I really enjoy that part, but like, I don't know what creates, well, I, you know, I don't know what helps create that. What helps foster that? Uh, well, I, I, I guess we'll, to extend the thought, um, this is true everywhere. I mean, in general, there's a very, very small amount of the population who looks around at all and goes, something needs to be done here. I'll do it. They'll look around and like, this is where you get the gawker. Like some guy, you know, breaks a leg on the sidewalk or whatever. And and like 15 people watch one guy. I'll call the police. Like (laughs) you, everyone should have called the police. They should got sick of it. So we've heard this already, but like people don't, you know, like there's just, there's this notion of, of separation. I do think it's cultural. Like, I don't know that that's true. 
everywhere in the world like that that the initial reaction is one of separation is to assume that someone else will handle and like does that same then behavior make its way into the church where people just kind of presume that someone's gonna someone's gonna do it i've done that i mean how many times have i done that to my wife i just presume tonight she's gonna be making the dinner and then at seven thirty or whatever, I'm like, "Hey, man, where's the dinner? What's the deal? <laughs> what's, what's going on? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> and so, like, uh, but but it, so so but that that starts to change in me once I once I see it. Like, it goes back to the dude conversation. Some of it's blindness. I wonder if some some of us we can say to your point, Dan, thinking about when it's set up and tear down in a mobile church. Like, you recognize that if there's no chair out there, like you. Someone has to put it there. Just one week, you don't put the chairs out. Some guy's got to go. Oh yeah, I guess someone. Boy, it's puts so the hard chairs to do out. that, right? Because because your your goal is, you know, like <laughs> you just don't. You know, it's hard to teach a whole congregation a lesson. And be like, nobody showed up to put the chairs out. This is what it's like. You're talking yeah. to your kids. You know, like I have to help you feel a consequence. And they're like, well, there ain't gonna be no chair for me. I ain't staying. I certainly ain't gonna stand the whole service. And you're like, well, there they go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That, we did that. We did that once. We we just put stacks out. I remember that. And yeah. people were like mad. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody, but there were there were a handful, I guess. That's hmm. <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, I, it's it's hard because like you want to call people to the good thing. Well, it goes back to so we started talking to the show. Sometimes like they have to, like they you have to see it. You have to recognize that like stuff isn't just getting done, and like it is not. Um, like, like how many? I, I suppose like it's very humbling to think that if there's a situation that had to be addressed, and like let's say there wasn't anybody else around, like you were the only dude there, would you get would you get involved? Oh, uh, and let's say yes, yeah, some guy hurts himself on the sidewalk, you're the only guy around. Like, could you really walk away? No, you probably wouldn't do it. So what what gives you what causes us to think it's all right to do when there's ten people around or twenty people around? Like, yeah. and it's not getting off the hook. It's like why don't you want to run it? Like why don't we want to help? Why don't we want to run it and help? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I suppose that the standard person is trying to weigh things, right? Like, uh, it, it, this is hard because it's specific, uh, specific, right? It's like a guy that you're like, hey, man, I really want you to be part of the lighting team or something, you know? And he's like, man, I just can't get involved. From my perspective, I'm like, what do you mean? You've been coming here for like three years. You can't, you can't help like once a week with the lighting? This is me being a jerk, by the way. You know, well, it turns out that guy volunteers three nights a week helping at the at the you know at the clinic for for people who can't hear he happens to know sign language and so he's like you know he's a great dude and like it's <laughs> some clinic I, for people who can't hear sorry i can't i kept thinking <laughs> that of a was bunch, great i love it i kept thinking of a Black bunch of the tape <laughs> a bunch of ailments and i thought you can't say it like that you can't say it like that you know like i get so anyway <laughs> no, politically correct yeah so, <laughs> politically correct mike <laughs> i guess i guess at the end of the day it's 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 hard to say you know, I've done that before. Like I, I, I've been guilty of this, where I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm tired of doing this by myself. Why will no one help? You know, and then I start yeah. to think away about a person. And then I find out that they're busy or their grandma's dying, or you know what I'm saying? Like, so they got some rough stuff going on at their place, and I didn't care about any of that. Yeah. So who's the jerk right. now, right? And sometimes they, they, just, they just don't think about it. Cause yeah. I'm, I, you know, like again, going back to the, you're in this room. There's obviously a pitcher of water and a bowl, and a bunch of guys that need their feet washed because that's what they do. Yeah. What's wrong with Andrew? Why didn't he? Why didn't he be the one to say, All right, "Hey, boys, I, I got, got this, guys"? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, why did they just? They went ahead and reclined. It sounds like, and then sat there stinky and and like probably grumbly, you know, especially the more self righteous ones. Like, I should have had my feet washed. Yeah, and finally Jesus is like, yeah, it's a good opportunity to uh, yeah bring show them how home. it's done. I mean, boy, that's yeah. got to be a change in a person. 
right? Because it's yeah. a, it's a tough thing to pull off for more than just the the go out and do's, right? Like to have a consistent servant mind. Yeah, this in, is after three years of personal discipleship by Jesus. Right, by the right. Way. This is the end. I mean, this is like the next day's right. trial time, right? So, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like newbies. Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing: in 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 all reality, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting to be the servant. It's exhausting you to be the person that walks into a room, immediately looks around and sees things that need that need done and go, okay, I'm on it. Okay. Like sometimes you want to walk in a room and go, I'm glad someone else is on it. Yeah. But like the notion of here's the thing, if you're a servant, most of the time slash slave, and that like especially in that time, like you don't get to walk in yeah. a room and go, Glad someone else is gonna do it. You were doing it. Yeah. Like that was you. You did it. In fact, the only guy who didn't have to do it at this time, who is in that position, is the actual servant because Jesus stepped in and did it. And so, like, maybe um, that's the mindset of what you're in, what you believe you're entitled to. I'm entitled to not get involved with this. A slave didn't have a choice, right? Like, you're not entitled to nothing. You're gonna get involved in whatever I say you're gonna get involved in, and whatever you see happening. I, Paul, a servant sure. slave yes. of Jesus. <laughs> exactly. I'm not entitled, to, like. To walk away because I'm I'm exhausted because it's on all the time. Yeah. God and Sons is open all the time. When were we <laughs> just talking about this? We were just talking about Paul going to we were talking about Holy Spirit stuff and, and, and servant stuff, you know, and, and talk about Paul getting all the way to Asia and going, Well, I guess we're not going in there, <laughs> you know, and turns around and leaves. Like I had I want to go to Asia, let's go to Asia. We're not going to Asia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, a a a non servant goes, I walked all this way. You could have told me before we left that we were not going to be going into Asia, <laughs> but uh, you didn't, and so what now? You know, like, and, yeah. and, and, and I think a lot of that is a, is a problem of efficiency. Americans, especially, like Western culture, uh, God don't move real efficient, right? He doesn't do it fast enough. He generally doesn't do anything in a straight line or a curve, even a curved line, right? It's always weird, disjointed, and it happens, and then at the end you get to see the whole picture and like, wow, <laughs> you know, that was cool. But, but like, um, we don't like things that aren't uh, efficient or fast, and especially if we're going to get involved. Look, I, I don't care how this gets done. If you want me involved, it's going to be efficient. It's going to be fast. <laughs> you know, that's a good point, though. Like, uh, a, 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 a human goes that goes up to my gym and goes, uh, "Hey, you wasted my time." A servant goes, "My time was your time anyway." So, I mean, you want to walk to my and you want to go in. Correct. Fine by me. Correct. Because yeah. because and and the person and especially again if it's if the Holy Spirit is guiding the thing like you had it very clear that the Spirit goes yeah yeah you're not going to go in there okay I didn't want to go in if you didn't want me to go in yeah. so now where are we going <laughs> frankly I can't go in without you so <laughs> and like it goes it's go it goes like all that stuff still ties back to humility it's like a love of humility that says look I don't uh, whenever I walk into a room I'm not owed any particular thing. I'm yeah. not owed the seat at the t- the high seat at the banquet. I'm going to take the low one. I'm going to choose to serve when I walk into a room, even though I'm, even though s- could someone else have done it? Sure. Do you do ten things and this person does one? Probably. What does it matter? Mm-hmm. What does it matter? Is it like uh, our our sense of equity comes from a p- presumption of arrogance? Because we th- here's the thing is we is at the end of the day we I said it again, dang it, <laughs> I use that phrase too much. We <laughs> think that. Uh, that is the way, that is what's going to make us most happy. It's what's going to bring us most joy is fighting for our own seat at the table, ability not, you know, uh, to, to not have to, to do this job if someone else is going to do the job. I mean, given a choice, right? I mean, just a simple choice. Hey, man, do you want to do this hard thing or not do this hard thing? It'll get done either way. Well, I'll do the not hard thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it'll get done either way, then I don't want to get involved, <laughs> you know? And, and so... You know, when you start looking at it in logical terms, we start to think, well, what's the, 
What will bring me the most joy? Well, not having to do work. Okay, good. That's that makes sense. Uh, what will bring me most joy? Hitting at the sitting at the big table where all the big food is, or waiting for someone to invite me? Well, what if they don't invite me? I better put myself there. I would like to be at the big table, <laughs> right? And, and 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 we don't have. Once again, that could be a cultural mindset or whatever, but like we don't have a we don't we just don't have a a mindset to to support servanthood very well. Yeah, because like to that point, like. Is is taking the easy thing with the hard thing? Is that really the thing that brings the most joy? Not being because like oftentimes accomplishing the hard thing, being part of accomplishing the hard thing. There's a lot of joy in that. Like, is it really more joyful to be at the servants' table to, at the offset or to have someone go, friend? Yeah, friend. No, you sit over here. Yeah, like yeah, that's awesome. And we just we 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 we're fighting for and we're defaulting to. The shallower thing, uh, because the joy seems more obvious when like like the bigger the bigger picture is the guy who walks in gro- into the room and like nobody knows this is ninety nine out of a hundred that they took the the other guys oh someone needs to hand out the pamphlets someone needs to do in fact I'll be honest uh, there's probably people like that that sometimes irritate me I'm like busy body why you got to get up here and do everything just sit down everyone's taking it everyone's playing a coup yeah. everyone's playing a coup what are you doing <laughs> take a step back <laughs> but like um. But it's probably even a misunderstanding of what where value is. It all feels like sacrifice without reward. But one, that's the wrong posture. Servant doesn't get that choice anyway. And two, I think that's actually incorrect because I wholeheartedly believe the blessings of the kingdom come through the work of the kingdom. And so, like, if part of the work of the kingdom was to walk around and go, y'all got dirty feet, me too, come on by. Like, do, let's go find it. I don't say let's go find a foot washer. I say where's the rag? Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. blessings of the kingdom come from the work of the kingdom, and I, I I think on its face that's what we don't believe. And if we were honest with ourselves, uh, we don't believe that. We don't believe that that to be true. Otherwise, you'd be doing it. What you believe to be true is, I'll t- I, I'll take what I what I'm owed or what I deserve, or I'm certainly not going to volunteer for something I don't want to do. That would be stupid. Because I mean, we do this all the time when you talk about getting people in church. Where it's like, get them plugged into the thing that God designed them to do. Hands and feet. You're probably an elbow. You should be over here. <laughs> you know. Uh, sometimes the the ankle does the elbow work, right? Because it serves the elbow. Because it all serves the whole thing. You, it, it, we're just not we're not good at that. We like things that are that are designed for us or custom fit to fit our needs. But if you're open to do all things, then everything is available to you, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're a servant to all or a servant, or you have a, a servant's mindset that says, whatever needs done, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Other people could be better at it than me. But, I mean, if you just need a dude to do something, I'm, I'm in. I'm open to whatever. Let's, give, let's do it. You I know? have always struggled with that as it relates to spiritual gifts because I think you can be reasonably of two minds, uh, both, both of which could be true, is like finding ways of which God uh, has designed you and using it to its fullest effect. But then secondly, being totally open to saying, look, I, I don't intend to use any of those human gifts that you think you have at all. I want you to scrub the floor. And, here's, and, 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 and being okay with that, too. It's yeah. perfect, right? Because, because Jesus is the greatest example. His spiritual gift is not washing feet. Right. His spiritual gift is a lot of spiritual gifts or all of them. <laughs> right? But he still washed the feet. He yeah. still did that, right? It's yeah. not like he said, I'm much better at orating on mountains. Uh, I'm not going to do the feet washing. He says, oh, feet washing is available as well. Okay, I can do this. You know, and then maybe that's the point is that like I think everyone has the expectation that the pastor doesn't have a specific spiritual gift. He does them all. That's why he's the guy who washes the floor if no one else wants to do it. Right. Like that's like that's why the, the modern pastor is the everyman. 
Uh, and then the rest of the the rest of the church kind of wants their they want to do their niche. I'll serve in the way like I do finance for a living, so I could cook the books here. And this would be fun to use. That's a wrong phrase. Yeah, I can do <laughs> the I can man the books <laughs> or whatever. But like, hey man, you you do finance in your everyday work. We need just. Can you do the floor? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> in fact, you, I don't even want to say that. I want you to come and go, hey, floor looks a little dirty. Where do you guys keep the mop? Yeah. Exactly. Who does that? Because that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's ve- it's very difficult. It, it, you, it, and actually something that I pray for pretty consistently because I would love to have that heart without the, the double-minded man part. And I struggle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I struggle with that because you're like, well, I can, I, I, I will serve and do this. This sounds on the offset. You're like, this is a great idea. I'm, I'm involved. Yes, definitely. And then parts of you will go, I feel like the other people that volunteered with me aren't holding their weight here. I'm doing a majority of the chairs. Or I'm doing I'm washing a majority of the floor, and Timmy over there seems to be on his phone, or I don't know what's happening. But if I'm going to take this time away from my family, then Timmy should at least pull in his own weight. And then it starts to snowball to where you're just upset for completely the wrong reasons, right? You've, you've lost it. It doesn't matter what Timmy does. It only cleans one square. You said you were here to clean floors, which means you get to clean the whole floor or half the floor. It doesn't really matter. Your heart should go either way. It's fine with me. This is well with my soul. Whatever happens here is well. But it starts to be, it still turns into what am I owed? What am I entitled to do? What am I not entitled to do? What is the fair American way of looking at the thing and sharing equity of work? And how should this be done? Yeah, actually, anytime you're weighing the balance of that and you feel like you came out all right, that's not servanthood. (laughs) It's a bargain. Like you just exchanged, you traded your time for some sort of out outcome mm-hmm. uh and like uh, but granted we're kind of like maybe maybe this lands on me but like talking about this in fairly stark terms but like i think the point is is that like there's some level of perniciousness in most of that like you don't like you don't even recognize that you weigh it that way like i'm thinking back uh that sound that sound thing's funny because like like i ran sound for quite a long time and like i, I loved it i lo- and like i would do it by myself i don't care hey we gotta like uh, all the microphone cables, great. Do them all from scratch. Love it. I don't like. I did not care. <laughs> it did not bother me one bit. But like, there are probably other things that I did where I might be like, someone should be helping. I shouldn't have to do all this crap. Why? Why isn't? Why isn't anybody else offering to do this? And my heart was not in it, and I was not doing it in such a way that, ref- like, of which I could have enjoyed uh, the benefits of the kingdom for having served in the kingdom in that way. In sure. fact. It, it, it takes away double. Not only did it take up my time when I could have been done doing something else, but I also missed out on the benefits of the kingdom because I approached it wrong. And, like, no one wants to lose twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, I think there are good blessings in, 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 in service within the kingdom, and I think we are called to enjoy them. There's no reason not to feel like you, like, uh, like don't feel guilty about enjoying the blessings of the kingdom and doing that. But, like, they're not what you think. They're not what you think. It's someone who can mop a floor for an hour and go, I feel great for having been able to come serve in this way, to be able to do this. I feel good. And it's okay to feel good. Like, it's not it's not wrong. That's not prideful. That's blessings of the kingdom. You feel good for having been able to serve and make it and do something different. That's true. Uh, the, the servant's heart does not necessarily mean that it has you have to hate it for it to count right. as being valid. Right. You can serve in, 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 in ways that are that you can find joy in anyway, but um, it doesn't. People think about this a lot when they talk about, like, uh, what if I start following Jesus? He wants me to move to Namibia. You know what I'm saying? And, and, <laughs> and people are worried about this. Like as soon as you agree to follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit's going to show up and demand you sell all yeah. your stuff and move into a, a box or something. You yeah. know, that's what they're afraid of. And and just because you didn't do that doesn't mean that God wasn't in it or that the Holy Spirit's not in control of you. You don't have to hate it for it to be holy. 
you know, it can be uplifting. It can give you a fruit of the Spirit like peace, joy. You know what I'm saying? Like, all those things God says are available. You don't have to think it's just the worst. Otherwise, God expected more. I also might I might submit to you that, like, if that is your initial thought, and I know why people think it, but, like, like that's arrogant. Like, to look out and like, soon as soon as I agree to follow Jesus, he's going to put up a slice of this hot and ready and send it over to <laughs> Namibia where there are no competent Christians who speak the language. <laughs> right. How is he surviving without me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's, he's, he's going to move this fresh stuff. <laughs> like, that's dumb. He's more likely to tap a Namibian man to do Namibia stuff. You could probably send him some money. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, I mean, you're probably <laughs> staying home. That's interesting. Uh, it, it's interesting because I can't. <laughs> this is going to be a cop out. I don't know how to create a servant's heart without the presence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do it. Right? You know what I'm saying? I can't do this without you. I've tried to conjure up a, 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 a an unfiltered servant's heart, and I I can't do it. I just I, I keep I always end up putting me back in there somewhere. There's always a mic thrown somewhere in the room or somewhere in the thought process, and and uh, I hate it. I don't want to be that way. It's yeah. a, a double minded man. You know, and that's just not how we're, how I want to live. But I. I can't make that change on my own. I know I can. I've tried it. <laughs> I think, I mean, I think I, like tangibly this happens to me at home. As I look around and I say, look, I'm, I I know my wife's got a lot going on. I'm going to make sure, I'm going to follow up after all the meals and I'm going to make sure I'm going to clean this stuff up. I'm going to scrub the pans and like I'm good for maybe two days. And then day three I look around and I say, how old is that kid? That kid's like almost driving age. Why isn't she scrubbing the pans? I'm acting <laughs> doing this like a sucker. Like, she could be scrubbing the pants. And, like, it's not even occurring to me what I'm going to do when I'm not scrubbing the pants. I'm not thinking that'll free me up to sweep. I'm just thinking I won't have to scrub the pants. Yeah. Right, right, and right. Like, that's, not a, that's not a servant's heart. Now, my kid may learn need to also scrub the pants, and that's fine. Uh, it's okay to parent a kid and also teach them to do things. But, like, uh, my heart started off in a good spot, and then by day three, it, I mean, I flushed it down the toilet. And there was no, there's no reason to do that. Uh, I can just continue to, what do I care? Let's cover pants. What do I care? Listen to all these. These are all the things we can be praying about on a very consistent basis throughout the day. We are not lacking things to talk to Jesus about. Right. Yeah. Right. At all. <laughs> Lord, I need this, this pen not going to scrub itself, and I apparently can't do it without you. I tried to put it onto the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to give me a heart to scrub that pants. <laughs> I mean, is there is there a fail if every hour you end up going... I could really use your help having a servant's heart because uh, I could just use it. I don't know whether it's coming up or whether I've already failed, but I know this situation is going to rise, yeah. and I'm going to try to sit on my throne again. <laughs> yeah. You know, could be sunrise, sunset. I'm not sure, but I need it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I could take up all day with just me. That's not even praying about other people. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think that's I, so. That rolls back to I think a common theme that's been showing up in our in the stuff we've been talking about over the last three to four months, which is which is the undergirding of humility, and like if randomly throughout the day. Uh, or even consistently, you're going, whatever, whatever's coming here, if we want it done right, and you want it done faithfully to the kingdom, I need your help. Yeah, I can't do this without you. My own steam will get me, uh, at, at best, a shallow representation of you to the world. Like, a constant reminder of humility that says, I, I want to do the things that you want done, but I need you here to help me. Like, one, reminds you of power of God. Two, reminds you that he's here with you. And three, reminds you that you can't do this on your own. And, and reinforces the humility that is in service to a loving God. Like, I, I though it doesn't ever seem like a fail to me. Like that seems pretty strong. I think it's I think it's a, a posturing that uh, gives itself a lot of room for for kingdom growth and for moving within your life and the lives of people around you. And that that is what is not likely to show up on the Inspiration Cube and the <laughs> Life from the Path Cube would do pretty consistently. Yeah, hit yeah. the button. 
you can't do this without him. Yeah, you can't. You probably do this. need to repent on whatever you're going yeah. <laughs> Whatever your posture is, it needs to be lower. <laughs> <laughs> you must you must decrease. By the way, scrub that pan. Your kids ain't working for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey man, we're in some good shape here. Let's give out some advice and and cut this road. Well, normally I have I have one ready to go, and I didn't this time. Hold on. Hey, while he's while he's looking, uh, hey, maybe you uh, maybe you love the show, maybe you don't. I understand where you're coming from. Give us a buzz on the complaint line. It's five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. That's the Bob Eisenhower complaint line. Five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. You can do by uh, call or text, and uh, we hey, we'd love to hear from you. Um, either if uh, if stuff that we're talking about is uh, impacting you some way or other, maybe you're real angry with it, and you think we've got it wrong. I mean, here's the deal. In humility, I'd love to hear it. If we're if we've missed the boat on this thing, let's uh, we'd like to soak that in. Uh, if we're getting it right, I mean, we'd like to at least know that so that we can uh, you know share it with our friends and uh, write it on the mirrors as an affirmation to ourselves, and maybe send to old Joel so we can put it in his cube so we can order it and be glad with our lives. Okay, I was looking for the perfect one to wrap up the evening. You ready? All right, dear, die from the path. My sister-in-law quotes Brenda often takes it upon herself to change a baby's diaper during social gatherings with family. Wait, a bit? Never mind. Sorry, I'll wait. She never bothers <laughs> to ask the baby's parents oh. if it's okay to do this. There's the answer to my question. <laughs> and they never solicit her help. Boy, sounds like a servant to me. <laughs> Someone who sees something that needs done. I smell doesn't. something that needs done. <laughs> yeah. Quotes Brenda is a uh, big trouble here. Here we go. Uh, for years, I found it a bit strange, but never said anything to Brenda or another family member. Some time ago, my in-laws and immediate family were at my son's baptismal party. Several babies from the wife's side as well uh, as my own were there. My wife's relatives aren't well acquainted with mine. Before our wedding, neither of our families had ever met the other. During the festivities, my wife's niece, who is still in diapers, appeared to have a full load on her backside. Mm -hmm. Her parents were in another room. Without informing them of the issue or asking permission, Brenda took it upon herself to change the diaper. Mm -hmm. The child's mother walked into the room and began to loudly scold Brenda for doing it without her consent. You could see the mother was upset and scared since she did not know Brenda at all. After the party ended, my family couldn't understand why the child's mother became so upset. They thought she was some kind of nut for reacting the way she did. I fully understand why the mother became upset. Given the fact that she doesn't know Brenda and that one must clean the baby's privates when changing a diaper, I understand why Brenda would take this upon herself. What's your opinion? Live from the path? Hmm. That's kind of weird. So, I'm a, so let me ask you a kind of a... a so this situation happened to me. We were at some sort of function i got church i think it was so i think it was a church function and like um there was like a young girl there she was probably four or five or something and like her parents were not anywhere uh in fact i, I think i was the only adult in the room or something and she she had to pee and she's like hey i need someone to help to help me pee and like i'm looking around and like there's nobody around i'm like what am i supposed to do here am i supposed to take this kid because like i know these people but like two weeks maybe two weeks are we co acquainted with each other? And I'm like, is it all right to take this kid's, take this kid to the, like it was a girl into the ladies' bathroom so that she can go pee? Like, can she go in there on her own? Like, I didn't yeah. know what to. Yeah. It was weird. It was a bit awkward mm -hmm. thing. Because here's the thing. It's a totally innocent deal. Right. Uh, and I didn't go in the stall or anything. But, like, I could totally get if someone walked in and like, what are you, what are you going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I mean, I, I get the awkwardness of the situation. Uh-huh. I think you should just ask. Yeah, yeah, it's probably inappropriate in, in this day and age for someone to just take a baby and start changing the diapers without 
talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, sh- you should ask. There's no harm. I mean, if you yeah. say, hey, okay, like your kids got a full load here. Uh, do you want do you want some help? I can. I'd be glad to help change the diaper. And if she goes, no, no, thanks. Whatever you got. Yeah. You were trying to be helpful. It's fine. Most yeah. parents are probably like, I'll take a break from that. That'd be cool. Yeah, sure. Fire okay. it up. But if but if yeah, you got to give them that option though to. to well, it just seems like yeah. such a weird deal though. Yeah. I mean, I I just can't imagine someone walking up to me and saying, "Hey, man, your kid's uh looks like she needs a diaper changed. Would you like me to go and change it? No, I got it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, no. Now, if you're like, "Hey, can I take your kid to the buffet line? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Can I push your kid on the swing? Fine. Yeah. Can I change your kid's diaper? Ah, no, 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 nope. That's no, weird. That is, that is kind of yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, it might just be personal opinion, but I th- I, it's just weird. Yeah. It's it's just a weird thing to do. I mean, how did you even get the diapers? Yeah, I mean, it, was, it must have been a close enough situation that the the diaper bag was there, and I mean, I mean, let's hope so. I, yeah, if I she has diapers of all <laughs> sizes, open up the coat. <laughs> I mean, you look like a put not, this woman in. <laughs> it's not uncommon for someone to say we hold the. I mean, if she was holding the baby or something, or I mean, it's a four-year-old, I guess. But like, if they were playing with him and like, looks like something happened. Hey, uh, hey, mom, it looks like we need a diaper change. You okay if we go ahead and do it? That's a okay way to approach it. But like, just to start changing it, I yeah, that's I think yeah, that's especially with an older. I mean, yeah, I mean, four is not old, but. Right, it's not six infant. months. I mean, I mean uh, yeah. okay, you know, uh, uh, still, but still weird. Still, I yeah. just find it. I find the whole thing weird. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mean, get super upset about it, maybe, but it's just weird. I, well, I think that's the thing. And if I relate it to the, the situation I was talking about, like I at least I recognize, obviously, there's there's a potential question in here somewhere. Uh-huh. But like Brenda doesn't seem to recognize that there's something odd, right? Like that's what that's what w- would be concerning to me is that like, hey. Not everyone's going to want this to happen, and so I should probably just ask. That's a reasonable thing, uh, even if you're willing to do it. But to, like, just presume that it's okay uh, and not recognize that, that that someone might have a question about this. I don't understand why the rest of her family doesn't go. Like, because they're having the same reaction. Like, why did your family overreact? They didn't overreact. Brenda shouldn't just be taking off kids' pants. She's a serial diaper changer. <laughs> you know, as soon as she sees the opportunity, she's like, yeah, change it. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, so, some people are just baby people, but. We don't know her. I mean, I'm just, you know, projecting that on her. Yeah. I mean, I suppose even if you are, you should know there's boundaries. Yeah. I mean, especially babies. You people don't just, people yeah. just had that kid. You know, they don't, they're not ready to pass them off to you yet. Yeah. I th- I think she should stop that. That's my opinion. Yeah. Someone needs to talk to her. Like, look, man, it's just too far. Go work at a daycare or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Really? You're acting weird. Yeah. Uh, Secular says. What your sister-in-law did may have been fine with her own family, but for her to have changed the diaper of her child whose parents she didn't know well and from whom she didn't have permission was inappropriate. I don't fault the mother for being upset. Rather than blame her for reacting the way she did, it's time to someone explain boundaries to Miss Brenda. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see that Secular did not say call the police. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that probably would have been a bit far. I mean, we give... Here's the thing. If Brenda was Carl... We, yeah. Yeah, I mean... We'd be way more freaked out. We would, you know, and say this is a big problem. So, um, there's just no reason. I, I, you know what? Maybe just make it a rule. Don't abdicate that type. There's responsibilities for you as a parent that you just don't farm out. I think sending them through the buffet with somebody else is fine, and your watchful distance. Uh, you know, depending on who it is, uh, you can have them go push them on a swing. But when it comes to diapers and bath time, that's you. That's you and you only. And you're gonna explain why as they get older. I, I think that's a pretty safe rule. Yeah. I agree, and 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 grandma, like your mom, can do right. it. So you know right. what I'm saying. Some people that they know all the time, but like random third cousins or aunt and uncles or at a party, especially at a party, it's just you. You're mm-hmm. the safe spot. You're the place where that stuff happens, 
And uh, they don't need to be used to it being any other way. So I just take ownership of it and be done with it. And tell Brendan to stop touching people. That's terrible. No doubt. All right. Hey, that's it. We're going to cut the show right there. I usually would have some tunes for you, but uh, it's not working right. Okay, great. So anyway, uh, you it's, it's feel free to hum in your head and to whatever tune is to your delight and give us credit for it. Uh, beyond that, uh, thanks for hanging out. You can check out, hey, but by the way, we've got, uh, if you're not signed up for the podcast, maybe you're watching the video here, get the audio podcast. It's the one thing I do consistently, by the way. I really stink at getting the videos up on YouTube because it takes a long time to upload and I got to go through and edit stuff. The audio, I generally get peeled off and online within a few days. And so if you want reliable delivery of the Live from the Path radio program, uh, I highly recommend hooking up with the podcast. And uh, where all legit podcasts are at, you will find us. So you can find us on the Amazon podcast, uh, through the uh, the Apple podcast. I use podcast uh, Stitcher. I use Podcast Addict on my Android phone. Uh, anyway, you can just uh, just search for Live from the Path, and uh, you can sign up there and, and, and stay up to date with the show. In the meantime, uh, we will continue to try to crank out shows every so often. And uh, until we do so, be faithful to the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.